So last, uh, well, a couple weeks ago, Emily and I had a patient uh, with DKA. And so she got an EKG and we had the EKG and it showed peak T waves. And so I said, you know, what, is, what do peak T waves mean? And she said hyperkalemia. And I said, that's right. This was a, a gentleman who came in with decreased level of consciousness and the paramedic said that their finger stick read high. That's all it said was high. And he's somebody that we had seen and has DKA. So I said, that's right, he has DKA uh, and he has those peak T waves for hyperkalemia. And she said, well, wait, I thought in DKA, people have hypokalemia, they have low potassium levels. And I said, yeah, that's right. And she said, wait, the EKG says he has high potassium levels. I thought you just said he has low potassium levels. And I said, yeah, that's right. So the question is, can you have hyperkalemia and hypokalemia at the same time, which seems really weird. But in DKA, because of the physiology, in a way, you, you definitely can. And so it was something that we kind of needed to go over. And I will kind of oversimplify a lot of this because it's the medical minute and not the medical five hours. And I'm sure nobody wants to sit through all that. Uh, so we'll just make it pretty simple. But in DKA, the problem, right, you have insulin-dependent diabetes. You don't have the insulin, and so the sugar is hanging out in your bloodstream. It can't get into the cells to be burned for fuel. So your body says, well, we have fatty acids. Let's burn fatty acids. We have those. They burn fatty acids, but you end up with ketones and acid, hence ketoacidosis in your bloodstream, which is not good for you. So your body's trying to get rid of the acid that you made, right? You have too much acid. So what does it do? It burns up bicarb first to try to neutralize all that acid. That's why when you get a uh, SMA7, the bicarb level is really low. Um, but that gets burned up pretty quickly. Uh, the other thing that it tries to do is it'll take those hydrogen ions, right? That's what an acid is. It's just an H plus. Takes those, puts them inside the cells. It figures, well, we got a big body. We'll absorb some of that acid into our cells, try to get this out of the bloodstream. That's a good idea. But your body's the cells say, well, now we have too many of these positive ions inside of our cells. We got to kick something out. What's the most prominent ion inside the cells? Potassium, right? Because your blood, your blood has high has high sodium, low potassium. Your cells have the exact opposite. They have high potassium and low sodium, so they kick potassium out. So now you have all this glucose and potassium running through your blood. Your kidneys know how to deal with that. Your kidneys say, we keep, we keep glucose at a level about 100. Whatever is above 100, we'll just pee that away, right? Potassium, it looks like you have way too much potassium in your bloodstream because the cells keep kicking it out. And it can't get back into the cells, right? Why can't it get back into the cells? Because it's insulin and glucose that turns on the sodium-potassium pump. That's what puts potassium back into your cells, right? When someone comes in hyperkalemic, we give them glucose and insulin. That puts that potassium back into the cells. They can't do that. The, the body's not able to do that now. So you're losing potassium. You're losing glucose. Does that make sense? In your urine. So in order to do this, you can't just put out glucose and potassium. You have to dilute it in a whole bunch of water in order to get rid of it. That's why diabetes, you know, diabetes means in Latin just means making a lot of urine, right? Diabetes mellitus, anybody know what that means? Really sweet tasting urine. That's how they used to diagnose diabetes was, they would taste the urine. 
anyway, so people with DKA now, super dehydrated because they've lost all this fluid. They're usually four to six liters down and they have low potassium. But in the bloodstream, for a while at least early on in DKA, the potassium level looks high because the body's trying to help. So it pushes that potassium up. So you could get an EKG with peaked T waves. But still, overall, total body content of potassium is actually really low. So we start people on an insulin drip. And here, here is the problem. This, is, this was the big uh, point that I was trying to make. People with DKA on an insulin drip, we admit them to the ICU, right? Why do we admit them to the ICU? Why do we admit anybody to the ICU? Because people that go to the ICU are sick and have the potential to die, right? People that go to the floor roughly could go home. People that go to the PCU are probably sick. People that go to the ICU are really sick and have really bad potential to die. That's why we do that. Why do people with DKA die? Anybody, what's the number one reason why they die? Potassium arrhythmias, right? It doesn't have to do with their glucose and their insulin per se. I mean, you know, we can fix low sugar, we can fix high sugar, but potassium is a problem. And why, actually the potassium is a problem because not only do they have low potassium, we actually make it worse, right? Think about that for a second, okay? Let's not talk about DK, let's talk about like we did before, hyperkalemia. Somebody comes in with really high potassium, right? What do we do to fix it? What do we do to make their potassium level go down? Glucose, insulin, lots of IV fluids, and bicarb maybe? Now how do we treat DKA? Insulin, fluids, bicarb maybe, right? We give them the same treatment. We don't have to give them glucose because they have plenty of glucose. But so think about it. We have, we're taking somebody with low potassium and treating them for high potassium. So a potassium arrhythmia is the really big bad thing that we're looking out for. That's really why they go to the unit. So if they have high potassium, they'll treat them until the potassium level looks normal in the bloodstream. And then they start running in potassium as fast as they can. If they come in with low potassium, you're already really far behind the eight ball because they need hundreds and hundreds of milliequivalents of potassium to get back to normal. So four to six liters of fluids and hundreds of milliequivalents of potassium. So. DKA in a medical minute.